He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by the Westcott Rapid Box Switch in association with JP Distribution. Isn't it time you made the switch? Do it today at www.fjwestcott.com backslash switch. I'm Hannah Cousins and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws, and it's another cracking episode. But before we move on, it's me, Dave, and the man full of wisdom, dropping wisdom bombs, Mr. Glyn E.D. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm all right. Drop me some wisdom, Glyn. Yeah, this is something I heard uh, on Facebook on a video from a guy from the States who does a lot of motivational talking. Uh, and he said, if you want to be wealthy, you've got to have a lot of money. Awesome. I'll go and do that. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this has been a cracking episode this week. This is one we were really looking forward to because yeah. it's someone that we've both known for a while but not really got to know yet. And then tonight, I mean, she's pretty much kind of cemented everything we already thought about her yeah she's fantastic we literally just pressed record we're on skype and we just kind of let it roll and it was just such an easy conversation wasn't it yeah uh, this, this should episode, we say who it is yeah but so who it is really this is with uh hannah cousins she's a photographer based in the uk uh, and hannah is just she is a fantastic photographer but not just fantastic photography it's her business sense as well because hannah was actually winning awards for her photography and business when she's kind of like 19 years of age so unbelievable so this interview was great fun so much information but it kind of ticked the boxes for both dave and me because we talked loads about the photography side and loads about the business and the marketing side as well. So it's an absolutely cracking, cracking interview. Yeah, and I joked because I said at the end that uh, every time she was chatting about something and I had got a question written down, I'm thinking, oh, she's got onto that subject, I'll ask her this. Then all of a sudden she drops it. She's like, oh, yeah, and you have to make sure you do this. I'm like, cross that one off. And then the next <laughs> yeah. one was, oh, I'll ask her about that. And she yeah. brings that up. She's so got her head screwed on and she's worked really hard not just to build a business but to manage a business yeah and her personality shines through i mean that's a big thing about her business i think it's her personality and that came through in this episode today yeah i genuinely could have left this whole recording just going and just chat 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 for a lot longer because it was such an easy conversation but just just gold absolutely what, a, what an absolute yeah. star And if you're listening, anyone listening in the USA, you want to get a great speaker over, someone who can do a workshop or teach or just be around, get her over to the USA. She's she's absolutely, she's a diamond. So uh, as usual tradition, Glyn, let's uh, let's start as we do. Yeah, let's get this one going then. So let's start with Hannah. Who are you? I'm Hannah Cousins. I am a portrait photographer. I'm based sort of in London and just outside of London as well. Um, but pretty much anything portraiture, it's got my name on it. It's my favourite thing to do. I make it quite clear actually that I'm a portrait photographer and not. I don't do weddings. I don't do beauty or anything like that. It's all portraits. I'm all about the people and just getting the right message across. I love it. 
Cool. All right. Well, a quick question for me that I wasn't going to ask you, but now you've mentioned weddings. No. So you said, I don't do weddings. Have you ever done weddings? Yes, I've done five in my life. And after each one, I just wanted to uh, just not do it again, shall we say? Um, yeah. No, I mean, huge, huge respect to those that do it because I just think uh, I just haven't got the patience to do it. Um, lots of things, really. Um, it's sort of. Um, not only is you're sort of always running to somebody else's schedule, which you know, nine times out of 10 is always late. Nothing ever runs to plan. Um, and just I remember being at one in particular and I had sort of 10 minutes to shoot the bride and groom because they'd gone so over the top and so late. And I just had this wedding coordinator chasing me just in my ear. And I fully respect and understand that they, everyone has a job to do. They've got to get seated. The, you know, the, the kitchen staff have got to get the meals out. I get it. I get everything. But I just didn't want to be part of it because you yeah. miss opportunities and it's rushed. And I'm not saying it always goes like that, but it just there was just a whole bunch of things that together I thought this isn't for me. Yeah. So why did you do the five? Because oh. like if you do the one and you have a bad experience, you might maybe do two. <laughs> but what made what? Who was the friend that went? Oh, go on, Hannah. Right. You know. You, you know. You... There's always the friend, right? So yeah. okay. So there was sort of exactly that. That one of them was. Um, you know, one of my really, really lovely clients that I just can't, I just couldn't say no to. Um, another was a friend and then uh, one was a family member. And in the end, with my family, I was just like, nah, you're all right, guys, on your own. Go and get uh, someone else to do it. And the, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, too, is that I always feel like um, if you are really into something and passionate about something, you will do an amazing job. And I found yeah. that if you, I, I wasn't into it, I wasn't loving this. And I thought, there's people out there that are going to do a way better job than what I am. They, they're going to be so much more experienced. They're going to be so into it. So why not hire somebody like that than yeah. just get me to do it who is doing it through gritted teeth and I don't really want to be there. So that was when I sort of drew a line under it and went, no more, I'm done. All right. Do you know, last night I did a, I did an interview with a couple of guys over in Texas, uh, David Edmondson and his son Luke. Um, and they they are do I mean I don't know if you've seen it but they do like this renaissance kind of work but oh, their main wow. work is uh, is weddings and they do a wow. lot of weddings and last night was a, one, of, one of those times when you're chatting to somebody and I actually said this to them I says you are doing exactly the right thing that you should be doing because the way they talked about how they love doing weddings, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't understand it because I'm like you, I'm like, no chance. <laughs> but they were like so, so into it. But they said they did 125 weddings in a year. See, that is just, I, I mean, and that's the thing as well. It takes a lot of stamina and commitment yeah. and planning. And do you know the other big problem for me as well is that I didn't want to, I've got two weird sides to my personality. I can be completely organized and controlled and do everything structured. And then another part of me is completely spontaneous and just goes, I want to do this now and I'm going to do it. <laughs> and what I didn't like about weddings is that people would sort of say to you, are you available on Friday, the 23rd of September, 2023? And you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be alive then, let alone anything <laughs> else, you know? Like, so... I mean, seriously, I, I just, I thought I can't, and I, it, there's that and also huge admiration to people that, um, I know we have things now where you've got sort of backups and second shooters and, you know, dual card slots and things like that, but you know, even so things can go wrong and I just didn't want to put myself in that position. I mean, blimey, I've done some shoots that you do, you, you aren't going to be able to recreate or re, you know, yeah. reshoot. 
However, I didn't want to be the person turning around to the bride or worse, the bride's mum and saying, oh, I missed mm. that or the card corrupted or this happened. Oh, Just yeah. not for me. I was like, no, That's you're okay. That's a whole world of hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. what grandmother? I, didn't, I don't remember seeing a grandmother. <laughs> but to me, shoot, as, as a, like, a non-photographer, shooting a wedding to me is like herding cats. Yeah. Totally. How how do you organise a day that where every day I know there's a lot of stuff that is the same, but every wedding is different. Right. I just can't. You've just got to be completely mad to want to do. Anyway, anyway, Dave, I've got something sticking in my throat here. We need to stop talking about weddings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I just can't. Anyway, listen, Hannah. Right, come on, let's get on to you here. I'm going to read something out which I've just got off your website. Uh oh. All right. No, no, no. It's good. It's good stuff, right? So, and this is for this is for folks listening who maybe don't know you. All right. So, sure. uh, and don't get embarrassed. It says Hannah is a professional portrait photographer with a passion obsession for light. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Hannah's a European ambassador for Sony Imaging, the first female from the UK, and is a speaker and educator for premium global light brand Profoto. Now, this next bit here just blew me away. Hannah made her entrance into the photography world by entering the record books with the British Institute of Professional Photography for being one of the youngest members to qualify within the history of the institute at the age of 19 now it kind of goes on then to mention something insignificant like winning business person of the year and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. all right but i mean <laughs> look, my, at me. <laughs> look at me oh, but my first I'm hang up guys i'm not okay with this right <laughs> but my question is right i normally say to people so when did you start what did you do before photography but me and dave had a laugh before and i said like, 19 years of age when you yeah. got this award so clearly you've been doing it for a while six so, years so so now i mean like 19 when did you start and that's what i mean by saying you've been doing it for a while before you were 19 so when did you start well this is what's crazy um and it's quite scary because i was thinking i'm going to get to the point soon where i've been doing photography more than i've been doing anything else with my life it's kind of going to even out um but in all honesty i just So here's the thing. I love anything creative. I love art, you know, all those sorts of things. But I cannot paint or draw to save my life. True to this day, still can't do it. It's hilarious. But what I did find is that, you know, when I did discover photography, I was like, oh, this is amazing because you can still sort of, without wanting to sound like too much of a cliche, you can paint with light. And it was a different way of sort of being able to do something artistic and, you know, be able to get somebody's character across that's what drew me to portraiture I tried a little bit of everything um and uh yeah I so I pretty much I left school I left school at 16 didn't do A levels didn't like that sort of formal structured education hated it um same here yeah exactly most of most of us creatives do um or certainly entrepreneurs you always think you can do better or you know better (laughs) um so I left school at 16 and I went to college um and I studied for two years um and uh so that took me was that 99 uh so that took me from age 16 to 18 um and I remember going to a um a careers advice thing you know they sort of you know give you advice on sort of how to enter the industry and literally these two women bless them sat there and just went uh we've got no clue we don't know how you do this um work for yourself I'm like yeah right I'm 18 like how's that gonna happen and then as I sort of started to look around, I wrote to lots of photographers. There's a bit of a, there's a, there's a long version and a short version, but let's do the short one first. And that was just, it was, it, I couldn't find a job. 
So I actually started retouching instead. I sort of started with the Photoshop instead because this is way, way back, like, you know, in the 90s where you would hit a filter and go and make a cup of coffee because it was so slow and then you came back again, you know, nothing like it is today. Um, And then I just, for my 18th birthday, my parents bought me um, a lighting kit, a very small lighting kit consisted of sort of two heads, two stands. Um, and I started to take people's pictures like friends of um, family and, uh, you know, and I sort of ended up weirdly making my own sort of business and being self-employed when I was just 18. And I sort of had all this sort of set up in my, um, it, you know, my parents, bless them, I was in their house sort of in their spare room and, you know, t- building this portfolio up basically. Um, and one big thing for me is that I was, I was just not, well, then I was, at that point I was 19. Um, when you're young, it's sometimes very difficult to be taken seriously. So I thought, what can I do to elevate myself to be taken seriously when I have my age that's working against me? Maybe I'll look to join some kind of professional sort of you know, body of some description and see if that would sort of make me qualified, as it were. Yeah. Um just so that I could perhaps be taken a bit more seriously. And I did it and I put the application in and I sent it off and I just thought, oh, this is not going to work. This is going to be awful. I'm years away from doing this. And then I got the call to say that um, that had happened. And I was like, whoa, this is nuts. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. So that's sort of how that really came about. I never sort of had this ambition to be the youngest person to qualify or anything like that. It was just that I thought, what can I do to be taken more seriously? Because I'm so young. And so it was a sort of natural path and progression to sort of like try and get myself established um, by something professional, as it were. But with, but with the photography, clearly, I mean, you say your parents brought your first lighting kit. What was it? Just out of interest. Oh, no, impression, England. Um, okay, <laughs> right. So I'm trying to think. Oh, do you, know, do you remember? Um, do, you, oh, do you remember Porter Flash from Jessup's? Do you remember yes. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, there was like some of that kit. And then, I mean, in terms of sort of lighting, it, it, it was Bowen's because that's what I was using at college. And I've, weirdly enough, actually, if you look at my Twitter, I found my redheads the other day that I found um, in the garage. And I sort of discovered these things. And of course, they get so hot, they give you a skin graft. It's, uh, <laughs> it was really, really different. Um, so I was using some redheads and then eventually sort of um, bought uh, oh, some Bowen's lights eventually, but I don't. I don't think they were my first light. All I. All I. Re- do, do, the, the only reason I'm asking you, Hannah, is because you know there you are. Your parents have brought you what they would say is, oh, there's a lighting kit. They probably yeah. just didn't even ask you about that. They probably popped into the shop and they were recommended, oh, take these, and then they've given them to you. So it kind of shows that it doesn't really matter what kit you've got. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's the light is lighter than. Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> firstly. Bless my parents. I mean, no way. I was standing there going, okay, that we're not going to have one of these, not one of those. There's no way. Oh, I would, really? <laughs> never would I let them go and choose stuff for me. But God love them. Um, but um, no, uh, uh, but in your sentiment is absolutely true. And I still say this to the day, this day in my lighting classes, a light is a light is a light is a light. And if you don't know what to do with it and you don't know what to do, sort of where to put it or how it works or what's going to happen, you know, when you put it here or there, 
it doesn't matter what name you have written on the side. Mm. Now, obviously, from my point of view, um, I've you know work with certain brands and have yeah. bought my kit with certain brands because it's sort of there's things that I need sort of reliability. You can say the name; it's not a problem. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is that I have worked with. I've tried all sorts of lighting kit yeah. over the years, but you know now sort of with my Pro Photo kit, what I love about it is that it's just always super reliable, and I love the way that they're so progressive. They're always looking to improve things. They don't just sit there and go oh, well this doesn't really work it doesn't really matter though it's fine you know everything is super reliable it's consistent yeah it never ever lets me down and now I've got to the point where I back my shoots up so tight that if anything was to go wrong um you know I haven't really got anywhere to go I mean obviously I've got spare lights etc but um the point is is that I've, I've been on those jobs where lights have fallen to bits on me or something's broken or, you know, modifiers have just fallen apart or, you know, and it's just, it doesn't look very professional. It affects how you work. And those things for me now are really important. I can't have that in my life. I, I tend to use a phrase when people ask me about kit and they say, oh, what do you recommend? I don't, I don't go for all that Mac, Windows, Sony, yeah. Nikon, Canon. I don't go for all that. The phrase I say is, it's fit for purpose. Right. It, it does what I want it to do and it doesn't let me down. 100%. I mean, what, you, what you're just sort of saying there about you need stuff that's going to be constantly working for you can rely on it. Today, what I'm guessing for yourself would be a perfect example because we've been kind of, we've had a few messages backwards and forwards during the day. But you you started off this morning on Instagram doing a little sort of story saying that you had six photo shoots today. Yeah, I had six six headshots. Um, so not sort of, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's funny how I sort of use different words for the um, the different things that I do. I mean, now I have sort of geared a lot of my business and steered it more towards um, headshots and personal branding and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, gone are the days where. I shot sort of family portraits, six of those back to back in a day. I mean, I'm way too old for that now. <laughs> I haven't got the energy. But um, even so, yeah, I suppose, um, yeah, I mean, I've, well, I'm just thinking about what I've got tomorrow as well. I've got one, two, three. I've got, I think I've got five tomorrow too. Um, so it's sort of, yeah, it is a busy week. Um, but in the, my six headshots today, it sometimes it's not as nuts as it sounds. So um, there's six different clients but they're not all necessarily going to take me an hour or half an hour or something like that. So for instance, I've got sort of some businesses that I shoot for who every time they get a new member of staff, they send a new member of staff around to me. Right. I know yeah. exactly how they have their, have, um, have their setup, what background color it is, how many lights we're using, where the light's placed. You know, I've got all of that in my mind. So they literally send someone around and it can take me 10 minutes and I'm done. So it's, you know, it's, although it sort of sounds like six headshots or six shoots, when you break that down, they will take me, some of them, not all of them, there was only three of those today, the rest were individuals. Um, Like I can be done in sort of 10 minutes and, you know, it's sort of not as hardcore as it sounds. But you've got returning clients, which is good. So you get that returning work, you know the client, you understand them, you go in, that's a good business model because so many people just, like Glyn said before, they want to shoot everything so they don't miss out but then when they rock up with bad gear don't know what they're doing you know glenel says when he does a photo shoot he's going to get one shot which it sounds like what you're doing you know the shot you gotta get yeah. get in get it and get out i agree with that I know, I know dave wants to ask you about marketing because dave is so into his marketing awesome. but before we do dave there's just one thing i want to ask because you mentioned it earlier on when you said hannah about um one of the obstacles which potentially could have been there was your age 
uh, at the time. Think, would people take you seriously? Kind of linking onto that, and I'm kind of asking this with the with all the best intentions because I'm seeing that it could possibly be a hurdle. Is uh, being a female, being a woman in what is still, I would say, really does appear to be a male-dominated industry. So it's kind of funny because when people say to me, who's your favourite photographer? I immediately, the first person I say is Annie Leibovitz. So as a a female who started off, you know, very young in this business, is clearly doing really, really well. Has being a female, and I genuinely want to know this, has being a female ever felt like it's hindered you in any way or has it been a, a kind of... I don't know, a bonus maybe, I don't know. It's a weird one. That's a really, really good question, actually, Gwen, because um, it's I've been doing this for so long now. I've seen it move. I've seen a shift. Things are changing. But when I was 16, I mean, I was on work experience. So this is when I, when I was at school even, um, and I went out on work experience. There was a guy who I was on work experience with, and uh, he had had his, his studio all of his life. And he said something to me, and I'm still not sure. He, basically, he said to me, the truth is, you will never make it in this industry because it's a man's domain. Now, I don't Ooh. know. See, see, the thing is, one part of me wanted to say something, yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, but now I've gotten older, I wonder whether that guy actually could see my personality and whether he knew that by saying something like that to me, that would make me go, oh, really, mate? Watch this. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I, do you know, I don't, I really don't know. I don't know whether to give him that that much credit or not. Um, but it was, I still remember those words so clearly. And it just, it did make me think, well, I, I just don't see that. Now, it's weird because I've never really, um, you know, we talk, talk about equality and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's not something that I, you know, go, you know, marching on about. The point is for me is I just think, is the right person doing the job? Are they fit for the job? And it shouldn't matter how old you are, what you look like, whether you're male or female, where you come from. Nothing should matter. If you're good at your job, the rest shouldn't matter. And I suppose that's how I've lived my life. And yeah, of course, when I was going on these, um, yeah, when I started doing individual courses uh, to sort of enhance my my learning, yeah, I mean, it was almost like who's the kid in the room because I was the only female and, you know, I was probably, well, I was, you know, 15, 16, 17, you know, my, you know, a teenager. And I was going on these courses with people that were way older than me and the majority, I'd say, probably 95% were men. But there is something that is definitely shifting and yeah, it's just it's just going to be one of those industries. It is one of those industries where it is just that's how it falls. It's it's you know there are lots of lots of guys doing this, not so many women, but it is changing. There is definitely a huge huge shift. Um, I've never felt that it's hindered me um, at all. But then the only thing to remember with that is I'm I'm quite a force with my personality. I don't let things I don't get walked over I'm kind of an alpha female as it were so I'm not going to be um I've got an answer for something so if I walk into somewhere and somebody was to throw some kind of sexist comment at me I'm probably going to backtap them to make them retract that statement um (laughs) so but but only because it's just like I, I just I don't care I don't let things um intimidate me put it that way of course things you feel nervous about doing things but I've never thought I'm not the shy and retiring not very confident I'm not timid anything like that so I suppose I've just been a bit of a bulldozer and just gone ahead and just thought well you know 
I can do this. I know I can do this. It doesn't matter that I'm young. Doesn't matter that I'm female. I'm just I can do the same job as the next guy or girl. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Um, the, the the reason I ask that, and I guess because I am generally interested to hear, you know, how does it feel? How what kind of experience you have? Uh, the the main reason I ask it as well is because there always seems to be some kind of thing that people will put in the way of everybody who's trying to become a professional photographer. And they'll say, oh, or they won't give you such as good, um, they won't look upon you favorably. And, and there could have been the age thing. There could have been the, the the what sex you are. Another one, which I kind of experienced when I first started out, and this is what I advise people now is, if they're looking to be a, a, a full-time photographer, a what. I said the professional photographer, and this is where they earn all the money. If they also have a full-time job that they're running alongside it, I always tell people, don't mention that other job. Right. Because it, I always felt that it felt like Joe Public, if they thought that you did photography as well as another job, mm-hmm. then you weren't professional, which yeah. meant, which, yeah, which it's a hobby, you're not professional, then that means your quality of work is not as good, yeah. which we all know is complete and utter rubbish. Or they think you're cheap. Then they offer, you know, yeah. then it's, right. I'm not going to pay you that. You're doing it as a hobby. Yeah, yeah I agree exactly with that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that completely, Glenn, because you're right. I mean, that's the thing is that people can make assumptions, you know, because in, even even still, there are times where, you know, I, I perhaps turn up and people just aren't expecting me to be the photographer, which is fine. You know, I I, they, I don't know whether they think that I'm the PR girl or whatever, whatever. But, you know, it, it's, it's fine. People, we all make assumptions. That's just how it is. So if somebody says to you, yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm an accountant by day, but I do photography on the side. You're absolutely right there in what you say as well, uh, Dave, with you, when you said that um, people will then think, well, maybe I can get away. Well, oh, it's just a hobby. They're still learning. They earn their money doing yeah. something else. So I can get away with sort of, you know, having this cheaper. Um, so I think that's a really good piece of advice to say to people. No, just own it. Just you are a photographer. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Blag it. Yeah. Do it. Own yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right, Dave, come on, I've talked to you. You've got, you want to know about marketing here, mate, because we've, we've, we've got, Dave, we've <laughs> got on, your Dave. business person of the year here twice, oh, right? I'm not in the right. young category anymore. Yeah, no, no more young category, <laughs> unfortunately, but there you go. <laughs> I was going to say, just before we come on to that, is the thing that um, I've always said as a designer, when you create something, if you take the photograph that's printed and push it in front of someone, and it's a great photograph, they can't tell what sex took it, what age took it, what camera took it, right. what software was used to retouch it. Is it a good image? Is it what? Is it what the person wanted? 100%. They can't, and, and the quality of your work will, you know, I was looking through your work today and it was like your character portrait stuff. The lighting was, was I was like looking through going, killer, 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 <laughs> killer, oh, thanks, killer, killer. But no, you, because we, did, we come across so many photographers, especially like the photography show where, you know, that, that it goes from like naught to 100. And quite often, not to, not to throw any disrespect at some camera clubs, but quite often you see like photography competitions where someone's won and it's a kind of really average photograph. But they put it on Facebook and everybody goes, oh, amazing hun, brilliant hun. And then all of a sudden that average becomes their best. Yeah, that's So right. they don't grow. They, they won't ever grow. But marketing. Yeah. Okay. Right, I'm taking so, notes here, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I always look at when we're looking at photographers that we're going to interview is not just are they a great photographer, it's the work that goes on behind when the camera's not up in your hands. And a lot of them, a lot of people come into the industry, and I've seen it with design as well, is they just think, if I stick 
take my name and put the word photography at the end of it I've got a business I'll go to Vistaprint and get my business card now I've really got a business and then they and then they sit they're in the coffee shop taking pictures of their latte or cappuccino what just waiting for this imaginary customer to somehow find them and what you've done in the very beginning I was going to jump in and say was you were sitting there thinking how can I be taken seriously right so Instead of going to get a Vistaprint business card, you looked online and you found an organisation that you felt was, well, I will try and join them and see how I get on. So that's a really mature thing to do at that age, to think, what can I do to get taken seriously? Now, all the time I've been in in this business and around the photography show, your name has always been mentioned by somebody who I know. <laughs> and I remember looking up, and I remember looking you up and seeing how young you were. And then you got this shop in St Albans. It is St Albans, isn't it? It is St Albans, you yeah, like, that's one of them. You had your own business, you had your own, yeah, you had your own property. Um, I think it was Keith Hammond was oh, the first probably person. Oh, Keith, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah good and, on Keith. And so, like, I've watched you grow and looking at your website, how much time in your day is assigned to what I consider to be the marketing side of the job? Right, that is, yeah, good question, because... I always say to people, it's it's really interesting, even tonight with a little bit of tongue in cheek and a bit of jest, I was joking with uh, some of my um, friends and bit like, you know, I call them friends, people on Instagram, you know, people that you communicate with. Um, because they, you know, he was saying to me, he was like, oh, my heart bleeds for you that you're so busy and this, that and the other. I was like, 13 years of hard graft, mate, to get here. You yeah. know, I was like, come back yeah. to me and you make that complaint when you work harder than I do. Good on you. And so yeah. I told you I was fine. Brilliant. <laughs> Like I say, I think he was, yeah, he was pulling my leg a little bit, but it was, um, the thing is, ultimately, you do not have a business if you don't have people paying money for your services. And I think we can all agree that sometimes, now I am not the best photographer in the world, I don't claim to be at all, but people pay me for the work that I do and they come back to me and they recommend me, which means I have a business. Now, sometimes it's a very, it's a shame. You see people that are amazing photographers, but they don't know how to market themselves. And why should they? That's the thing as well, is that most, mostly creatives, we're not so good at putting ourselves out there and marketing ourselves. We just like doing the cool bit, which is taking the pictures and everything else. So coming back to your, your question, Dave, I mean, taking photos is, you know, probably... I don't know, it's usually about 40% of what I do, 60%, maybe not even be more the other way, if I'm being totally honest. It's emails. It's, you know, what is my, I mean, social media now is heavily part of my, I just drilled that into my marketing plan. That's part of marketing. That's part of the day. Um, But you're having to, it's always a balancing juggling act of trying to attract new customers reply to the emails that you have that are inquiries, look after the customers that you've got going on already, making sure people aren't waiting too long for their images, turning it around quickly, providing a good service, asking them very politely, could they leave a review if they get, you know, or just leaving people happy so that they're very, so they will naturally go and recommend you to others. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you have to start, you have to come all the way back here, forget the logos, forget all that kind of stuff to begin with. Are people, are you in a position where people are going to pay you money, like real money to, and I'm not saying you've got to charge a fortune or anything like that, but are people willing to part with their money for your services? That's when, if they are, that's when you know you've got a business. If they're not uh, yet, as yet, 
what is wrong? Do you need to, where is the problem? Is it that you're not so good at communicating and directing people? Is it that people are getting a blurred message? Is it that basically photos aren't very good and you need to improve your lighting? Or, you know, what what is it that would stop people from paying you money? Um, and then the rest of it sort of comes over time. And I, yeah, it's great that you're here as well, Dave, because I always think that you should pay people um, to do a professional job. And I know it's difficult at times. You always try and sort of like save money and think, oh, I can just do this myself in Photoshop. It's ne- if you want to be taken seriously, you need to pay a professional, someone like yourself, Dave, to you know come up with your branding and your logo and your design. And if you want it to look presentable and look professional, once you've got all the rest of it sorted, yeah. you know, that's the second part for me. I, I'm just going to lean over into my bag here. I've got a book. I don't know if you can hear me. I've got a book here, which I'm is exactly, I know, yeah. And I didn't expect this, going to what you just said there, Hannah, about making, you know, employing professional people to do what they do good. Right. And you do what you do good. And this isn't, a, I'm not, I don't even get royalties for this. This isn't my book. This is a book called Life Leverage by a guy called Rob Moore. And I've recommended this. It's only a small book. And it talks exactly about that. It talks about getting more out of your day by outsourcing what you can give somebody else to do so that it frees you up to do what you want to do. Yeah. I've actually I've actually summarized the whole book in one paragraph there. I could have saved myself 7.99. <laughs> but that's basically what that's basically what the what the book is. But um Dave, Dave is I think now Yeah. Let's just take we're going we're going to we kind of pre-warned Hannah a little bit about this, but we're going to introduce a new segment. And that new segment is this. Getting to know Okay, so Hannah, what we're going to do, this is just a one-off. We may do it with somebody else, I don't know. We're going to see how it goes with you first. But all I'm going to do now, we're going to start the clock, and it's going to be roughly 30 seconds-ish. And we're going to say, me and Dave are going to say things to you, and we just want you to say the first thing <laughs> clean that comes into your head. Right? You've met me before. This Clayton. can't, you know, this this can't be 30 idea. seconds of bleeps, all right? All right, I would do so, <laughs> Okay, I will do my best. All right, so okay. the first thing that comes in, sometimes it'll be just one word that we're going to say, right. and sometimes it might be a question. So the first thing that comes in your head. So am I responding so we'll start... with one word or a sentence? You can, whatever you want. Okay. Just whatever comes into your head, okay? Right, okay, go on right so I'm going to start the clock. Now, and my first word is photography. Awesome. Light meter. Forget it. Mac or Windows? Oh, whatever works. Early mornings or late nights? Both. Colour or black and white? Colour. Sony. Oh, I love it. Game, cha- game changer. Can I, can I add that in? Game changer. <laughs> yeah. Pro photo. Oh, my, oh, lifesavers. Lightroom. Meh. Photoshop. Love it. And my favourite one, Vinnie Jones. Oh, good old Vinnie. Oh, what can I say? It's been emotional. There you go. Right, that's it. End of, no, no, actually, no, one extra, one extra. Think long and hard about this one. All right, you ready for this one? Glyn or Dave? And you're out of time. Uh, you're out of time. Oh, out of time. Out of time. I love it. I diplomatically just laugh that one off. Yeah, got out of that one good. Anyway, go on, Dave. What were you saying about the... In fact, no, you want to ask about the old the man himself, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, so way, way back, way, way back, um, 
I used to live in Croxley Green. Um, and so when we moved, uh, we're, our family we support QPR, but when we moved to Croxley, Watford were in Division 4, and I grew up watching Watford play. And they had a player called Steve Terry, who was married, and then I remember Steve and his wife split up, and then this footballer came on scene. I remember Vinny ended up with, what was her name? What was his wife's name? Actually, Dave, 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 just explain here, for those who don't know, that Hannah actually has photographed the ex-photographer and now Hollywood film star, Vinnie Jones. I always know him as a footballer. It still sounds funny to me. So as a football fan, um, I've grown up watching Vinnie Jones. I've seen him, you know, start out in football, his connection with Watford and Wimbledon. So, and then seen him appear in films, which is always a bit weird when he made that transition. But I always get the feeling, every time I've spoken to someone who's met him, has just said, he's the sweetest, nicest man but he's hard as nails. So just tell us all a bit about the shoot with Vinny. That is probably, you know, that that is absolutely, in my experience, that is absolutely true. Um, so it was really, it, it was a great, I mean, oh, I won't go into all the details unless you want to hear about it, but um, it was definitely one of those shoots where there, there is a long, there is a bit of a funny story sort of behind how it all sort of, you know, started not not getting the job. The job was just a phone call of "Can you do this?" And I, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and uh, that, that sounds like I was really blasé yeah, yeah. about it. It wasn't. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Vinny wants you to take him. Yeah, whatever. Vinny, no. she's really straight talking, <laughs> isn't she? Bullshit. Rewind that. Sorry, that came across completely wrong. No, I, I suppose it was just uh, the, 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 when I was given the brief. It was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. No problem. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, when is this going to happen? All went in diary. Great. And as it goes, I probably, um, this is how I cope with most things. I don't, and I don't treat anybody any differently. I don't get starstruck. I don't sort of really, you know, massively idolise people into su- to such a degree that I feel like I would shake in front of them or anything like that. Because the, that, and I think that comes down to being a portrait photographer, is that underneath all of that showmanship and everything else is just a person. And if you can get into that person... And connect with that person, they'll give you the real them. That they'll give them everything that they are. But if you start treating them in such a way that they're like, oh, is this person? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Jones. This, you know, like they're going to be like, oh, because they probably get that each and every the day of their life, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And my job, you know, certainly there, I was made sure everything was super organised, um, and I just needed to. I mean, the thing is with jobs like this is that people like that they don't want to be there. They don't want to be there or their schedule is so tight that they have so much to do. The best thing you yeah. can do is be organized, get it done for them and then go. So we were shooting for two different brands that day um, and he had sort of two different hats as it were. Um, and uh, yeah, I can tell sort of, you know, it, he was getting sort of worn down by some of the people that were in the team, nothing to do with my, not my team, just the, you know, the companies he was working with. Um but so quiet, you stay out of the way, you get it done fast. Everything was tethered so the clients could see what was happening. The responsibility was on them um, to make sure they got what they wanted. Um, and at the end of it, you know, because I, I remember this one bit in particular. Um, so he was, we were shooting something for a flooring company and they wanted it to be that um, the flooring was really tough. So hence his sort of exterior. Um, so we were lighting it. And I remember him saying to his business partner, um, who was watching the tether come up, he was like, Danny, are we done with this yet? And I was like, oh, God. Oh. I was like, okay, I need to hurry up. Um, but it was more to the, because the thing is, I was just reminding myself, I said, these are full length. Yeah, guys, is that right? 
and they're, they're like, yeah, 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 full length. I was like, sorry, I'll just make sure I do that because I'm such so, I'm such a portrait photographer. I like to get into people's faces, and I can feel myself getting you know closer and closer. And then you know that happened. He was like, Dan, are we done with this yet? And uh, I was like, okay, good, good, everything's sorted, right? I can just pack up and let him go. And then he went, right, okay, now that's done. He went, Hannah, this is your time. Shoot what you want. I was like, wow, wow. what? I was like, uh, I was like, you, I was like, you serious? He was like, yeah, do what you like, love. And he was like, I've got some very funny videos that I've saved from Instagram. And he's, uh, I remember him, like, I was like, can you hold that for me? Can you do this? Can you do that? And someone wrote, oh my God, you made Vinnie Jones hold his, <laughs> hold his own reflector. I'm like, this guy's way bigger than I am. He can hold his own reflector, you know. But in the end, at the end of it, it was awesome because we'd been laughing and joking we were swearing at each other and you know I was like this is such a bizarre experience but I think yeah. he could see in me that I was doing my job but I was being myself so therefore he did the same thing and before at the end of it it's it very 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 silly um lots of lots of fun you know I, and it's I've worked with him a few times and they've just been to me he's been nothing but lovely and oh, yeah. yeah yeah which is Brilliant. really really yeah. nice well, this makes me think, as you're telling that story there, Hannah, that just made me think then what you mentioned a short while back about that guy that said to you, you'll never make it in this industry or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there we are photographing, you know, somebody who's incredibly well known. That is good on you. Uh, That's a great story. Hannah yeah. would go back to him, but she burnt his studio down. Yeah. And she <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, did you hear about that firing info? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Dave, one thing we haven't asked, and this is something uh, I don't think we warned you about this one. You may have heard it because I know that you said you'd listen to some of the episodes. All of them. All of them. All, all, sorry, all of the episodes. All That's of what you said. Of course it is. Um, and this is the love and loathe thing. It's something that we kind of traditionally now ask folks what do they love and not hate or loathe? It's just, you know, what, what don't they like or what would they change? So let's start with, this, with the with positive one. Right. I'm saying they're both positive, really, aren't yes. they? Yes. Uh, what do you, Hannah Cousins, what do you love or like a lot about what do you do, the photography world, everything about, you know, the photography? For my, the thing that I love the most about what I do um, and shooting portraits is that you, the huge, vast array of people that I get to meet, I feel so privileged to meet so many different people from all walks of life. And there's always something you can learn from them. You know, so when you're taking their portrait, these people, I have photographed people I never even thought I would meet in a million years. And there is something we joked about this, about something, something happens in your, you know, if things are going well in your studio, people open up to you. I don't know that, what, what that is. But people tend to tell you that coming back to our joke that we were talking about. I know where this is going. I know, right? (laughs) But the fun it is it is true. People have told me things that I'm like, I this is crazy. But I think it's because when you sit there and you have your picture taken, everybody, everybody feels vulnerable. And if you can assume the the trust of that person. I think it just opens the floodgates at times and people end up, you know, really tell it, you know, you connect with people on such a deeper level. Um, and I have made some amazing, amazing friends um, who started off as clients and ended as friends because, you know, you just connect in a certain way. They tell you all the things that are, you know, bothering them. Perhaps it might even start with people coming in and telling you what they hate about themselves in their photos and they've never had a nice picture, etc. Um, so I really love that part of it where you take people's portraits and I just feel really privileged at times to meet 
some amazing people. But also, I love teaching. I love now, it's sort of only been a sort of fairly recent thing in the last few years that I've sort of started to teach and pass on and share my knowledge. Um, and I've loved that because seeing the penny drop for people, and I know you guys will, will have seen this many times too, um, there's something incredibly rewarding about that. I, yeah. I just love that excitement that you see people. I mean, on my courses where people take a shot that they have, because um, I make people set it up themselves as well. I don't just do it all for them. And then um, they take the shot and look at the back of their camera and their eyes light up and they're like, I, I took that. And then they go home <laughs> and tell their wife or their husband or their friends. And I love that because it's something to be proud of. And you, if you can inspire people and if you can sort of build their confidence and you know, make people think that, you know, allow them to think that they can do this. That's yeah. what I love. I really enjoy that part of it. It's awesome. And I know the, the people listening can't see, obviously, what, what we're seeing now with you kind of in your room there talking to us. But you can see genuinely grinning your face and the way you're yeah grinning away you genuinely <laughs> that's what that's what i love about this is it's you can you can tell the ones who are doing it for the right reasons can't you they yeah. really do stand out and i can see just from the way you were explaining that then your hands are everywhere and you're smiling away that's really good to know i saw some video today actually on instagram there was some kind of slow footage and there was like a an outdoor workshop lighting thing that you i saw some footage of oh today. yeah 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 while we're on that subject we might as well i mean you do lighting workshops you've mentioned that can you tell us a little bit about them yeah, of course. Well, pretty much um, there's all, all sorts of things. Uh, some people may or may not know, but I'm um, firstly, I've got the, I'm one of the educators for ProPhoto Academy. Um, so I've got a, a series with them, which is all about sort of balances. We start by ba balancing sort of natural light with flash. So it's really getting you started. Um, if you can't, you know, if you don't know anything at all about flash or you're scared of flash and you don't, because you don't really know how it works or how it, you know, how to balance it so it looks natural. We start there and we sort of move through in a series of courses, doing some corporate headshots and doing some uh, more of a sort of themed uh, shoot for a cinema, like a commercial job. So that is something that I've got available worldwide and is available in video form. So if there's sort of people internationally, which of course there will be listening to this, that is something that's accessible mm -hmm. to everyone. But my lighting courses that, uh, you know, of course I go around with, um, you know, various companies and uh, and uh, put on uh, lighting courses and seminars. If we're at an event, I'm speaking usually for them, someone like Profoto or might do something with Sony. Um, but independently of all of that as well, I run lighting courses, which are for, again, a sort of, I've got like a, a ladder of where you, you can start with absolute beginners. So if you are, you've never turned a flash on before, you don't really know what bit flashes, what, what this bit's for, what that does. I always say to people, if, you've, if you are frightened of flash, if you don't know sort of how it looks, if you think it's too technical and you just are, are frightened of it, come along. The intro to studio lighting will just break down everything and I translate things because if I can understand it, listen, this is, this is somebody yeah. who does not do physics. Okay. Like maths and physics, we just do not do. So I am translating that as to what all of these technical things and these words that they may have heard, what that actually means when you take the photograph and what that means when you do this or do that to your light. We've got that. And then we move on a bit to sort of think about, okay, now you've understood what you can do with one light and the, the consequences of where you put it and what happens with it. Um, got another course which is sort of the creative lighting so sort of you know learning to use it a bit more creatively and also posing because that's a huge thing as well you might know oh, how yeah. to light something but if you don't know how to pose someone your pictures are yeah, still yeah. gonna yeah. look awkward um and then finally uh, i've got another one where i take it outside 
So it's then sort of learning, understanding flash, but then creating the desired effect at any location. So sort of working with flash outside, sort of balancing it with the ambient or not, maybe sometimes shutting the ambient down, whatever you want to do to, to create the desired effect. But I like to do it in a fun and informative way. Um, you've probably noticed I'm not very serious, um, <laughs> but I'm very passionate. So I still like people to learn, but everything, I just hated going along to courses or going along to talks and, you know, seeing people talk down to, you know, their audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not, yeah. I hated that. If we're getting onto the low thing, <laughs> like that's, that's. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your low? <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of one part of it that I thought, you know, I mean, it's like, what kind of person do you really need to be if you want to stand on stage and tell everybody how they can't do this? What, what, I mean, and that, how good you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> why? I have never understood that. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to? I mean, if you feel threatened that other people would know as much as you, then you better up your game, mate. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not. That's so, that is exactly right. Brilliant. I love you said that. It's, it's kind of, that's the way I see it anyway. I just think, you know, surely if you left a room full of people and you inspired them and made them feel like, oh, well, you know, if Hannah can do it, I can do it. You know, if Glenn can do it, I can do it. If Dave can do it, I can do it. That's really cool. That that would be so much, what a nicer experience to leave a room with than for yeah. people sort of thinking, well, okay, well, all I heard for an hour is how this guy or girl thinks they're amazing. Um, so I didn't, you know, I don't find that particularly helpful. So I sort of designed these courses and you know, run, run them in a certain way so that everybody has fun and, you know, everyone yeah. can, there isn't a stupid question. If someone sort of doesn't know or doesn't understand, we just go through it again and we use a different analogy or we just go through it until they ha they do understand. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a lot of fun. I love doing it. I've got a bunch coming up and I'm really excited to get back in and, uh, and get my classes in and they all leave as friends again. It's crazy. It's great. I love it. That's the nice thing about the business though, isn't it? Is I, I we've said the same is, um, sometimes it's the experiences and the people that kind of add a whole thick layer of icing on top of the the cake Absolutely. that it so becomes cool. almost part of it you you know we go to events and we look forward more to seeing the, the people sometimes than what we're going for not to take anything away from it but that's sometimes the thrill is knowing that you're going to be around like-minded people that you naturally get on with and you and the nicest people in the industry I found are sharing yeah a hundred percent Dave you know that's the thing if you think about it, we've got um Fosakina coming up and when I actually sort of looked and thought about who is going and who I'm going to be able to see and I miss some of these people because yeah. I think the other thing that we don't we probably haven't mentioned is if you're self-employed as a photographer sometimes it can be very lonely because yes. you don't have a team you don't have um you know I don't if you've worked in other jobs where you have had a team around you or something but it can be quite isolating although you meet people every single single day and you meet several people several times a day there's something about when you've got colleagues when you've got banter when you've got a team when you've got those people around you it's just so much fun I was thinking that earlier when I was you know trying to sort my flights out I was like oh this is going to be so much fun <laughs> I know we've got a job to do of course we've got a job to do and that's going to be great but the people that I've met in this industry um, who are now my friends colleagues whatever you want to call them a whole mixture of everything it's just been brilliant. And for me, I really love that part of it because I much prefer being in a team. Um, to talking of uh, talking of hanging out, I was chatting to uh, Dickie Pelham. Oh, Dickie. You know, Dickie Pelham, who we've, uh, we've obviously interviewed. And Dave, you've, we've, you've kind of, not, I've never met him. 
I've never met Dicky, but he's, he's I'd, I'd say Dicky's a friend. You know what I mean? And yeah. Hannah, have you met have you met Dicky? Because I think yeah, I've met Dicky. Oh, Dicky, okay. bit of a geezer. No, I love him. How, like you know, how do you know Dicky? I don't even know how I know. Do you know it's one of these where um, I th- I don't even remember how what this. He'll probably know. This is terrifying because it'll be one of these things where I'll be like. Next time I see him, I'll be like, how did you not remember that? But it's so, uh, I, I can't even remember how how our paths cross. I even want to say maybe it's through Twitter or something like that. Um, I don't even know. But um, no, he's, this is what I love too, is that if you think about an average day for Dickie being a sports photographer, I did a recent event as well with Alan Crowhurst, who's a friend of Dickie's, um, who does uh, all of the, um, he's a Getty photographer and does horse racing. Yeah. And we were doing this event together, this Sony event. And I found it fascinating because how those guys use the camera versus how yeah. I use the camera is yeah. nuts. So we are all professional photographers for a living, but yet our days and, you know, how we live our lives is so completely different. The lenses we use, everything is so totally, different. Yeah. Another example of that was I know that uh, we've got a friend uh, based out in San Diego, Alan Hess, who's a concert photographer so he photographs all the big names in the music industry awesome. and uh alan's a great friend of both dave and myself and i know that i can i went on one of his when we were teaching out in the states alan was also teaching and he did like a pre-conference like a um, concert photography yeah concert photography teaching how to do it so it was a live band and he was teaching people how to do it That's so much fun uh, and i've done it i know dave you did the class yeah, as I did well it. And I'm used to kind of being really kind of controlled with the focus and everything, probably like the way that you work. Do you know what I mean? And Alan, Alan would make a fantastic, he probably plays on it anyway, but somebody who plays really well on Xbox because his thumb was going like crazy moving that focus point. No around. way, that's amazing. And I, man, I just, I just couldn't do it. So he knows every to... notch, he knows every notch, every set, and he's honed his camera to that he knows when he picks it up, he knows exactly where it is with his eyes shut because he knows in the dark he's got that like three songs to get the shot and he's got all those other things to contend with. But he said, like you said, it took you 13 years to get there. He's been shooting for what 20, 20 no, years, 40, 46 years, I think. 40, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll kill us for yeah, that. Now. He's, he started when he was 25, I think he said. <laughs> You two are just asking for trouble all the time. Uh, and you wonder why you know, we turn off no, and give you give the, the, the real listen, go just backtracking. The reason I mentioned Dickie Pelham was because Dickie has kind of said that we all need to get together, go out for a curry or something. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Prob- I love that. That, 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 we'll that, would be, that would be awesome. That would be so much fun. And you know, they, like Dickie's been super nice to me. And this is the thing, when you find good people, and I, I'd like to think, well, I, I know I do do the same. You know, you, you support other people and if you have jobs that you can't do or you you can recommend somebody and there's been jobs where I tell you know I could do it but if I think someone else is going to do a better job I'll recommend them uh, because you know if it's more suited to their needs if I think or someone's so specialized in what they're doing here this is the perfect person um yeah and that's what's lovely is that and that would be my you know if we're going if we're really talking about the thing that I loathe apart from the joke that I made not a joke it's kind of true about the, the tutors um there is another thing that I hate, which is how I wish people wouldn't take so much notice of, of um, forums and, you know, don't worry so much about the likes and the this, that and the other, yeah, Be- yeah. you know, because yeah. if you like something, it might just be that the people that happen to follow you at this point in time, whatever you've, whatever you've posted, if it doesn't appeal to them, so what? What does it actually matter? 
it, there'll be somebody out there who it will appeal to hopefully better yet somebody that's going to pay you money to use it to, to you know yeah. to 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 get a shoot like that um but i really think that i i really wish at times that people would step out of forums and not just want to put everybody else down i think sometimes it's not so much necessarily just in our country i think the americans seem to be a bit better at this um because they're naturally sort of like yeah a bit more sort of supportive i think at times us Brits, we sort of feel like it's, we must know everything. We must know everything. Mm. And so therefore that sort of turns us into, you know, kind of like, don't look at my work, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Don't copy me. Don't, you know, and it can be you know quite divisive and people sort of like to end up putting each other down. I think the more open you are, the more supportive you are, the more encouraging you are. Um, it's going to make for a, a, a better a better environment for all of us. But if you're sat on, all you do is you take your photo, you put it in on a forum and it's just got tons of people telling you how you should have done it better. Well, how, what have you really achieved other than feeling, feeling proud about yourself? Right. How, what qualifies them to give you, I own, I do my best to, I will take criticism. The the best criticism I can take is from people who I really, really respect. Yes. Because that's yeah. what I want to know because I value their opinion. But there's always going to be someone out there that's going to tell me that, you know, my highlights are to this, my things to that. But I actually don't care. I really care yeah. about the people that are going to, firstly, the client who's paying me money, first and foremost. But if I'm looking to improve, how where, the feedback is best from the person who I really admire and respect, not yeah. just bunches of people that yeah. are on a forum. So that's and my they'll note. give you something useful as well. They might they'll say, "Oh yeah, you may be I don't know blown out a little bit, or it's too dark there." So what I would do next time is this, right. rather than someone on Facebook going crap lighting. Yeah, exactly, David. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. Exactly. And then and then you find they're eight years old. Right, <laughs> right. That, 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 there is a story there. Yeah. Oh. I, I, but if yeah, I basically had. People have already heard this already, but I had somebody on it's YouTube. I had a, a comment on YouTube where someone was kind of calling me out, saying something I did didn't work, and I kind of did the stupid thing of replying to them. Yes, it does. You need to do this that, and the other. Then they came back again, and I came back again, and I said, "No, it isn't. Try doing this, this, and this." And they replied back saying, "I don't know how to do that. I'm only eight. <laughs> There lie your let there lie your lesson. Yes, do yes. not feed the trolls. <laughs> yeah. But listen, all I want to say is I think we'll probably end up kind of uh, wrapping up in a minute. But what I will say, Hannah, is that from what you've explained there about the sharing and doing things for the right reasons, I can totally say that you are true to your word because I remember I think it's about three quarters roughly the way through last year I actually got a referral come through to me for a band shoot and the guy said that I was recommended by Hannah uh, Hannah Cousins recommended that they contacted me. Oh. I'm so, glad they got in touch yeah, with us. Yeah, yeah. See, it does yeah work. they did. It does work. Yeah, Hurrah. totally does. Didn't do it because it was a bit weird. But you recommended me anyway. Well, that's, that's the other the main... reason that I passed it on to you, Glenn, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds a bit weird. Go see Glenn Jewett. <laughs> 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 just kidding, just kidding. I mean, that's really good because we've had so many people on, on the episodes where, you know, it's just been little nuggets of information. And, I mean, that hour's gone quick. But... Even just sitting listening to you, it's like, oh, she's so got her head screwed on. You, you so get it. There's so many things you've nailed that so many people miss. That it's so it's refreshing to hear somebody not only know it but know how to change it. Oh, thanks, David. I mean, that's the thing. I think I, I, I suppose from my point of view is that I don't think you can ever, ever, ever stop learning, and there's always something else that you can, you know, that you can 
absorb and take in and learn. I just, I'm obsessed. I want to just get better at everything all the time because I just want to improve myself. That's kind of how I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, we all like, you know, I, I suppose because I am a bit of a real talker, it's more difficult at times to address the challenges than it is sort of really you know sometimes people don't want to talk about all the hard graft and all the other stuff that you've got to put in but you know that's the thing is that it's easier sort of not to think about these things you can just bury your head in the sand and you can just think oh well you know people I don't you know like marketing no, 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 I'm just going to take pictures it'll be fine yeah or they don't want to have these honest you know confrontations with yourself sometimes mm. as well where you have to go what am I doing wrong? Why isn't this working? How can I improve? Why, you know, what is it that's going to, you know, really make things better for me? Am I not good at communicating? Am I not good at marketing myself? Does my website not look so good? What is it? Um, and I think one thing that's really worked, you know, for me is, when, again, when, it, when I started, I wanted to be, I, I suppose I felt like I was making up for something because of, you um, my age so I always sort of made sure my service was really slick and you know like uh, everything was super super tight but sometimes in the process and certainly when I first started social media I was so boring because I felt that I had to be very professional and so therefore everything had to be professional uh, but which it still is but if you're not relaxed and you're not authentic, I think especially now more than ever in the world with social media, people are not authentic. And, you know, I'm not here to be perfect. I'm not here to, you know, get everything slick and professional first time. But more to the point, people warm to you more. I think people can trust you if you come across yeah. as authentic. Authenticity is huge, even in the design industry. That That's come up so many times, that word. I'm glad you brought it up without us prompting it because that's exactly it is we know in the time we've uh, we've been doing stuff together we used to goof around in the early years and post some silly stuff but we always said we don't take ourselves seriously we just take what we do seriously that's a so really nice way of saying it really nice we can, we can goof around and show people that you are a person that you do have a good day and a bad day and you do like relaxing you're not always working you do take time out and you've got interest because when your customers see those things they buy into you more because there's oh yeah i've been there or oh i like I love that book or oh I love that film you just add those little layers of Absolutely. friendship of, of interest well it's so true it's, if you can connect I remember connecting with somebody who's now one of my really good customers over we were discussing um what was the best type of coffee so over coffee he has now become one of my best customers so it's weird like you say Dave those little you know but I, I'm not one that I won't post pictures of everything and my whole life and my food because no one cares but it's more sort of if you can just add a little bit or just as long as you're being true to who you are you know, yeah I think that's really the thing that people will just go ah oh well, we know yeah and I feel now you know with social media and you know I feel like I've got friends I have got friends yeah. in all parts of the world some that I haven't met yet but we speak yeah. we speak every day they've you know they're supportive i talk to them you know and it's it's nice it's a nice supportive community and they feel like they know me before they've met me which is awesome uh, and don't forget that a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet Oh, <laughs> and on that on that bombshell <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hannah listen Hannah right where, where I could keep on to, I know we both could just keep on talking to you because I have thoroughly enjoyed this. this I've really really genuinely have enjoyed this 
But bef- and we are going to get you back on, absolutely. But before we disappear, where can people go to find your stuff? Where where do you want them to find you, connect with you? Okay, so um, if you, I think probably I'm most active these days on uh, Instagram. Um, you can find me at Hannah Cousins Photography. Now, this is a weird one. So how you spell my surname is C-O-U-Z-E-N-S or C-O-U-Z-E-N-S, Americans. <laughs> um, so um, it's ha- at Hannah Cousins Photography. I do daily stories. I take you on jobs with me. I show you my lighting setups. Um, uh, when I'm working, you're with me. So it's like a daily blog that I tie in with the stories. Um, so if you want to learn and you want to tag along, come and find me there. Um, but if you want to look at my work and, uh, you know, find out a little bit more about my story, the best place to find me is uh, all the W's and hcphotography.co.uk. Fantastic. And there's a great video on your website as well, the um, Outside the Box. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that, yeah. But that is going to be a whole other podcast of how that started. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's... Um, yeah, that that was that was a quite a long story. That was my first time behind the camera. <laughs> well, well, listen, we will we will carry this conversation on. I'm sure we're definitely going to get you back on. But for me, Hannah, thank you so much for your time. I have generally have thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, guys. I've loved it. People don't want to talk about all the hard graft and all the other stuff that you got to put in and all the shit work that you have to do and all. The, have we stopped now? By the way, no. no. Keep going. Oh, no. And I'm, sorry, and I'm, I thought. And I'm keeping. Don't worry about. It. I'm keeping Keep that going. word in. Okay, no, I'll bleep that. Don't sorry. worry. I'll bleep I, I that. Apologise for my language. Leave mom. it in. Sorry, mum. 